for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. We've started talking about our past and how it can sneak into our present and future. And like I shared in our last episode, there are three ways that these stories from our past get in our way today. And the first one is that we use the past to define who we are today. And I talked a little bit about that in the last podcast, which was episode 13. And we also use the past to blame ourselves for how things are today. And we're going to talk about that next week. So today we're going to talk about how we use the past to blame someone or something for how things are today. And I'm sure if you think back on your life, there are some things that happened that you still feel like went wrong in some way and have made your life less than it should have been or made your life harder. And for sure, that includes some people who you think should have done things differently. And you know you're 100% right. Life would have been easier if everyone did things better. And just to share my perspective and how I look at our human experience, I don't think everything was supposed to happen the way it did. I don't think everything is predetermined. Instead, I think that we live in conditions where we have agency to make choices, and so does everyone else. And sometimes other people choose to do things that hurt us or even just make things harder for us. And we also live in a world where sickness, natural disasters, accidents, and even death just happen. They happen a lot. It's rough, but that's the reality of life on earth. It's the human condition. But here's what I also believe. God can take everything, every single thing without limitation, even the most terrible, maddening, heartbreaking things that happen, as well as just the normal everyday kind of frustrations and disappointments, and turn it to our higher good. That's his promise. Jesus Christ made the promise. He said, trust me, I'll take it all, and it will be for your experience, your growth, and your ultimate glory. And the more we turn to him, the more insight he blesses us with, and the more peace we have, and the more we can trust and believe that it's all working for our higher good. And we even begin to actually understand and see how that's working. One thing we can do about these stories from our past is reframe them. So we're going to talk about when we think our past should have been different, we can reimagine a legendary story. And I want to share one process that I use a lot lately, and I love it so much. And to introduce it, I have another one of my silly imaginary stories. So once there was a woman who was a middle school orchestra conductor, and she was pretty good at it most of the time, but she was also sometimes tormented by gremlins from her past. I don't mean metaphorically, I mean she literally had little gremlins pop up to torment her. They'd latch onto her legs and dig into her shoulders, and in their sinister little voices, I'd say things like, Remember all those times you watched movies and went shopping instead of practicing your violin? You're not a very committed musician, and that's why you're teaching middle schoolers instead of performing around the world now. You're a mediocre musician and always will be. 
Or they'd say, you never had a chance to succeed. Your parents didn't get you into lessons early enough. You only had small town music teachers that didn't help you very much. The teachers overlooked you in high school and you weren't admitted to the right university. And that's why you're stuck being a teacher. These gremlins were wearing down her enthusiasm for teaching her students and sharing her music. Finally, she had enough and she decided to use her superpower to control them. She's a musician after all. So she took charge and demanded that the gremlins take a seat and gave them each an instrument. Violins, cellos, flutes, trumpets, and she very intentionally chose the music they were going to play, something she wanted to hear, something that she loved. She stepped in front, raised her baton with authority, and directed them to play. And gremlins, being magical creatures, can actually play quite well when given the opportunity. They were a little rough at first, but soon the music poured out and lifted her soul. It carried her thoughts high, and she was filled with a vision of how she was doing exactly the right thing for her. And she could see how she was bringing music to the lives of her young students in beautiful ways that would stay with them forever. And she smiled because as the gremlins played, they were transformed into beautiful young teenagers, all dressed in their finest orchestra black, all joyful and unified in creating the most divine music together. Today, I want to share one of my favorite practices for getting my head out of painful stories that I create about the past and into the hope and joy about my present and future. And one way to re-envision our past is to use music and our imagination to create an epic drama. You've seen movie trailers and lots of ads that take the most dramatic, touching highlights and put them together with some music. And they do a great job of causing you to feel a certain emotion that they want you to feel, like excitement or tenderness. So you have the most amazing video editor available on earth and it's right in your own head. Your imagination can take all those memories from the past and create a whole new edited version that brings up the emotion you want to feel about it. Imagine how a film editor can create an entirely different mood with the music that she chooses. Maybe some narration and which images she focuses on and the right lighting. Maybe even some special effects. Well, you have massive amounts of film from your past in your head and you are the editor. And we can take charge, just like the conductor in my little story took charge of her past gremlins and put them in order and led them to play what she wanted to hear. So I want to share a story from my past and how I found out about this practice in an accidental, probably not accidental, but I actually think a divinely directed way. Remember, we use the past to blame someone or something for how things are today. So this is the story. It begins when my husband took an opportunity to join a friend in a startup company, and we moved from Reno, Nevada to Springville, Utah. It was 2006, and if you remember what happened in the next few years, you might have an inkling of how this went. So my husband, Mike, began working with them, and within a couple of years, we knew things weren't going well. The main product wasn't getting attention from the industry it was designed for. Eventually, they came up with a new product that really seemed like a great idea, but they just couldn't get any traction with it. And the company started not being able to pay Mike's salary once in a while. And then they would make up the back pay with the next payroll. And then the times they couldn't pay him stretched into months. And then it got to where they could rarely make up the back pay. 
and the company owed him more and more over time. It was just racking up. And another thing, our home in Reno didn't sell like we thought it would, and we had bought a home in Utah, so we had two mortgages. I started working full-time to help meet our needs. So as you can imagine, this was pretty stressful all around. And Mike and I had very differing opinions on what he should do. I wanted him to leave and get a new job, and he believed the product would come together and pay off, and he didn't want to leave and miss out. And to add to the tension, we were both praying about it and getting different impressions about what to do. Well, how long do you think this could go on? How long would you have stayed? Would you believe nine years? Yes, that's how long Mike stayed there, believing it would work out eventually and reward his loyalty and patience. But in the end, the company finally closed without being able to make up for about two years of Mike's back pay. I will say that eventually that experience and process led us to really deepen and transform our trust in God, which is another story for another time. So then after nine years, Mike did leave, and in time he found a secure, stable position working for our church, and he really enjoys his job there. But I still had more to learn, because even five years after he took that better, more secure job and we had regular paychecks, I would sometimes still have these unexpected emotional explosions boil up. Not very often, but at times I would be overwhelmed with resentment and bitterness about the situation and some frustration that we're still feeling the financial effects of those years. And then I would get down on myself and blame myself for being upset because I'd feel like I was ungrateful and I shouldn't be feeling this anymore. What is wrong with me? And that just added another layer of negative emotion. And it doesn't go away just because time passes and things get better. And I've discovered we usually resent or regret the past more when we feel like we're still suffering in the present because of it. So if we've been telling a certain story and that story has become a pattern that runs automatically, we have to be intentional about re-envisioning a new story. So I realized I was stuck and I didn't want to feel that way anymore. There was zero upside to it. So I got coached from a life coach on it. And can I just say, I love coaching so much. So often we're so close to our own mind, we just can't see what keeps getting in our way and how to change it. I've benefited a lot from coaching and I love offering my clients that opportunity to see things in a new way too. Here's just a few things that my coach helped me see so that I could create a new story. And she asked me, why did you stay with him? That question took me by surprise. Now, I had never considered leaving my husband during that time, and I knew she wasn't suggesting that I should have. But that question forced me to put together my reasons why I stayed, including that we're committed to each other in hard times and good times. I believed in him and appreciated the good things about him. I wanted to show up as a wife who's gracious and loyal and supportive and expects the best. And I believe we're building something together that lasts. And I actually really hoped it would prove to be true in the end, what Mike kept saying, that the company would be successful and pay off, and then it would all be worth it. And then she helped me see that those are the same reasons he stayed at his company. He wanted to show up as a partner in the business who was loyal and encouraging and supportive and expected the best. That he believed he was part of building something that will last. That he didn't want to bail when things got hard. And he truly hoped and believed things would come together and work out really well because he believed in the value of the product. 
When I started seeing it that way, my feelings of resentment turned to understanding Mike and his reasons for staying. And I started feeling some real empathy for all the times he was afraid to come home and tell me that he wasn't going to get paid again. Another thing that helped me was my coach had me question my thoughts that things would have been better if he left and found a different job earlier. My coach helped me see I have no way of knowing that. Things could have been even harder in some way. Maybe he would have tried out another job that didn't work and he would have missed out on the position he has now, which is a really good fit for him. Or maybe we would have missed out on personal growth that's fueling his success now. That thought that things would have been better is one to watch out for. Our mind likes to make assumptions that strengthen the story we're choosing to tell ourselves. I really have no idea and can't possibly know if things would have been better or worse. Well, that coaching really almost zeroed out my residual resentment. I felt so much better. And then this is what happened next. I went for a walk one lovely Saturday morning and I was listening to some favorite instrumental piano music, Helen Jane Long to be exact. And while I was walking, all the past memories of that time came up. But I imagined the story edited in an entirely different way. Now I could see Mike and I as the heroes of the story, how we persevered and grew in faith and figured out how to meet our needs, and how Mike got more involved as a dad when I began working, and how I grew so much through working at the university and then got my master's degree, and how we let go of that constant financial fear and how God showed up on our story and made sure that we had everything we needed. And I just got involved with my work and let God take care of things. And I saw myself finding the strength to keep going and working and learning and loving my family and enjoying what I did have instead of shutting down or walking away. And when it was hard or when I indulged in my pity parties, that's the drama that makes it a great story. And I remembered all the fun parties we had in our backyard and having our first grandbabies and our Christmases together and all the sweet things that still happened even while this challenge was going on. It was a really powerful experience and one that I believe God inspired to help me get some peace on our past and see how he is using it all for our higher good. So the old title of my story used to be Stubborn Husband Refuses to Leave Sinking Ship. And the subtitle would be, and we're still paying the price. No wonder I was still having resentment boil up sometimes. But guess what? Now it's completely gone. After that coaching and that new epic highlight reel that was created in my head, I haven't had that happen even once again. It's completely vanished. I feel totally at peace about it. And the new title of my story is, Mike and Vanna 10x their faith. And the subtitle is, It's Paying Off Big Time Now. Just having that experience one time cleared away the vast majority of the negative emotion I had associated with it. And I felt so free and accepting and even grateful about it since then. That experience convinced me of the power of combining music and reimagining our past. And I've been making it a regular practice for taking charge of my thoughts, both about the past, the present, and the future. And I found it such a great boost to your confidence too, as you come to see that you're actually pretty amazing and your life is a legendary journey with a triumphant ending. There are many ways to approach it if you want to try it. Here's some steps to take. So first of all, identify a story from your past that's causing you some kind of pain today. 
And then set aside some time, like on a walk is great, or also just some quiet time relaxing on your bed or on your yoga mat, or as part of your morning devotional or getting ready to go to sleep. And then pick some favorite music. I always turn to instrumental music because it doesn't distract my thoughts, but whatever works for you. Do you have a favorite movie soundtrack or classical music? Or maybe you're more of a pop music person. Reimagine your past with you as the hero. If someone made an inspirational movie or just a five-minute YouTube video of this part of your life, what would it look like? See how you were growing and becoming someone wiser, stronger, and more radiant through it all. How you survived and thrived through the challenge. When you can see yourself as a hero, you can also begin to see others on their hero's journey too. This can really change the way you feel about how they showed up in the past. I offer this as an option when it's helpful. Definitely, if someone's been abusive to you, I'm not at all suggesting that you should spend time trying to imagine them as a hero. That's a time when it serves you to see yourself as a hero rather than a victim. I know some of you have had very traumatic things that have happened. Thank goodness we have professionals who can help us through that. If this experience triggers anything overwhelming, then please remember there are trauma-informed therapists who can help you. And then finally, you want to be intentional, but also not force the experience. Sometimes I can see it all roll out in order from beginning to end, but often it's just random highlights, not necessarily in order. And our minds all work in different ways. So this is a suggestion to try out for you, but there's nothing wrong with you if it's not your favorite. Journaling and writing out your hero's story is great too. And you could also try speaking and recording yourself telling your new story and then re-listen to yourself. It's all about reframing your memories so they serve you better. Do you have things in your past that are draining your present? You really are the hero. You just need to help yourself see it. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Can you imagine totally making peace with your past? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching can help you. All that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.